we got the alternative energy free autonomy and welcome to the radioactive show produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the community radio network they would make no one bed. They all came. This is the Radioactive Show, and I'm Emma Crunch. Today's show has been edited and produced in Fakaropo in Aotearoa, New Zealand, and I acknowledge and give my respect to the mana whenua of these lands. At the top of the show, you heard Rita Bryant, Ananu Elder, whose voice features in the exhibition that is my topic today. The exhibition, Blade Runner was set in November 2019, is on from 25th October to 16th of November in Melbourne, a few blocks from the Birurung Ma, near the border of Boonwurrung and Wurundjeri countries. As one of the contributors to the exhibition, I'm excited to be sharing an audio sample of it with you. It emerged when a group of seven of us, activists, artists, friends, travelled to Kukatha, Ananu and Maralinga Juritja lands in South Australia. I took recordings along the way which became a part of the soundscape which is in the show. All recordings were made camping out on Ananu lands and I want to give thanks to our hosts, Rita Bryant, Mima Smart, Sharon and Russell Bryant for having us camp on country, sharing their stories, songs and laughs. Languages heard throughout are Pitanjara, Yankanjara and English. Two artist friends on the trip, Tessa Rex and Yule Scarf, invited all seven of us to take part in their upcoming show. So we did. It's about nuclear pasts, presence and futures. Perhaps, most of all, strength and survival. And Blade Runner. Did you know it was set in November 2019? Let's hear from curators Tessa Rex and Yule Scarf, followed by Russell Bryant, speaking from Arnanu country. Hi, I'm Tessa Rex. I'm a documentary artist. Um, so, Blade Runner was set in November 2019, which is now, this is something I've been thinking about for a while how to recontextualize these sci-fi canon films uh, from the 80s into now. Um, Blade Runner specifically is set in a nuclear dystopia. Um, The book it's based on is Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep by Philip K. Dick. And in that uh, book, humans are colonizing other planets and using androids to do so because the planet is so affected by the nuclear disaster, extinction is en masse, animals are really rare to come across. So there's really, yeah, themes of extinction, colonization, capitalism, nuclear dystopia, and also of resistance. Um, so these things recontextualize in November 2019, which is the, the slice of time that is now, is really interesting in the context of our nuclear present, nuclear universals, the nuclear future that is unfolding before us, untested, untried, and looking at who's affected, because nuclear dystopia is here, it's just unequally distributed, 
So in the exhibition, we've set up half the room is kind of blue light, which is this um, Blade Runner imagined sci-fi, and then half is orange, which is this um, you know new imagined nuclear um, future. Which are for that we've used images from Marilinga, um, and on the other side are images from Blade Runner, which is mostly a blue tone. Blade Runner is a name that a lot of people have heard of, but Trinity and Marilinga, for example, are places that people haven't. And in the exhibition, there's also a game with even more places that people may or may not have heard of, um, places that are really at the front line of fighting future nuclear developments. So the purpose of the exhibition is to use this mass text, Blade Runner, that a lot of people have heard of, uh, to shine light on the actual nuclear present that we're living in. There's, there are nuclear isotopes dusting the planet um, and to be looking at the resistance that's happening at the moment. Hi, my name's Yule. I'm an artist. So, geologists are currently in debate about our current epoch. Uh, there's a feeling that we have left the Holocene, a stable period which began um, in the last ice age, 12,000 years ago. You know, a lot of critical social scientists know this epoch to be the capitalocene as a recognition that it is capitalism which has the most purchase on our material world and the most effect on our earth's geology and climate but geologists are a, li a little little bit behind and they are uh, quibbling about um whether we've actually reached the, the Anthropocene. So the imagination that this epoch is equally divided among all humans um, in terms of our, our relationship of dominating the Earth, which is obviously a myth, you know, it's capital. Um, however, the interesting thing is that geologists have decided to use as their golden spike the mark between the Holocene and the Anthropocene, they've chosen that marker to be the Trinity tests in New Mexico in 1945, the very first atom bomb to be let off. That thin yellow line, that register of radioactive isotopes, that is what they will argue in 2021 is the marker of our contemporary epoch. I walk from here to old here. Mm. I, I, I had a two story. Maybe he might have kept a train or walk. Mm. 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 Mm.
You're listening to the Radioactive Show, and you just heard Russell Bryant speaking to us at our camp near the town of Yalata. Earlier, you heard from Tessa Rex and Yule Scarf, curators of our collaborative show, Blade Runner was set in November 2019, which is currently being held in Melbourne. Now to Alex Morley, reading from our shared artist statement about our works and the journey to Yalata and Maralinga, joined by sounds of voices and life at camp. Hi there, my name is Alex. I'm an artist living in Sydney on Gadigal country of the Eora Nation. I'm one of the artists taking part in Blade Runner was set in November 2019 and I also travelled to Maralinga. Our works. We seek to draw out the strength and resilience of all people who have encountered the violence of nuclear and military industries, in particular First Nations peoples throughout the world whose lands have been treated as sacrifice zones and their bodies as disposable. In August 2019, the seven artists travelled from our homes in Wollongong, Sydney, Christchurch and New York City to converge at a campsite near Sejuna on Gugata country in South Australia, bringing previous experience of documenting, campaigning and working alongside communities who have been impacted by nuclear testing and the entire nuclear chain, from mining to waste, we embarked on a journey to Maralinga. We were hosted by community in Yalata, a town created in the wake of dispossession and displacement by the atomic testing program. We camped on country, sleeping around the fires, waru, and the wombat holes, watu. 
over many cups of tea, our host told us stories of their community, of their experiences with the tests, of sickness and resistance. They saw us off, not keen to venture north into the contaminated lands of sad stories, and we travelled to Maralinga. Maralinga is a word from a northern Aboriginal language called Garrick. It was transposed onto these lands despite its lack of connection to the country and translates to thunder. The Ananu word for thunder is tuni. They kill all the people, my people, and then they put name Maralinga when they finish killing my people. Maralinga bomb. So that name just came from. I don't know. British mm. bring that name. Mm. <laughs> or maybe government. Mm. Like when government maybe gave my name, or British or people. Well, send it. Send the name back. We want our old name back. Odia land. For the first community before Merlinga. Merlinga village or Merlinga test. Merlinga bomb. Russell Bryant, speaking on Ananu land. You're listening to The Radioactive Show. I'm Emma Crunch. And before Russell, we heard Alex Morley describing the journey which led to our joint art exhibition, Blade Runner, is set in November 2019, currently showing in Melbourne. The pieces in the exhibition are varied and overlapping. In fact, probably not distinct pieces at all, but together creating an experience of nuclear past, presence and futures. Both fictional, real and imagined or something in between. Jesse Boylan from Castlemaine and Andrea Steves, who's currently living in New York, are both artists who have been documenting and working alongside communities affected by atomic testing for many years. Jesse and Andrea met on our trip to Maralinga. A moment came when they both realised that a constant presence throughout stories of suffering and survival of atomic tests is the wind. They came up with the idea to create an audio work that is filtered and mixed with code created by wind data from the time of the Maralinga tests. Listen now to Jessie Boylan read from text that she and Andrea wrote about this creation followed by voices that feature in the audio work, as I recorded them at our camp near Yalata. These voices are those of Rita Bryant, Russell Bryant and Mima Smart. Nuclear events destroy time. Life fundamentally changes in an instant. Wind carries atomic survivor stories across place and time as it continues to spread radioactivity across the surface of former nuclear test sites and beyond. Nuclear events unfold forever. The concept of before and after a nuclear explosion is intangible, as there is no access to the before and the after will never arrive. Communities living downwind of nuclear test sites, where airborne radioactive contamination is the greatest, have come to be known as downwinders. They are the people most affected by the irreversible long half-life, 24,000 years, of plutonium and other radionuclides. 
This work centres on the ungraspable and nebulous experience, effects and effective nature of wind and explores the ways in which wind holds symbolic resonance in the stories and experiences of downwinder communities, as well as the non-human landscapes where nuclear bombs were detonated. By utilising code created from wind data, recorded by the Bureau of Meteorology between 1955 and 1967 at Maralinga in South Australia, as well as testimony from atomic survivor communities in South Australia and New Mexico, Voices and atmospheric sounds change in intensity, volume and pitch, depending on the speed and direction of the wind, forming layers of connected and dispersed stories, linking lives affected by nuclear events together in a never-ending, constantly shifting soundscape. East. North. Okay. North Kakarala. Oh, Kakarala. Oh. South? North. Huh. Kakarala, William. Wind from this way. Called Kakarala. North. North. Kakarala. North. Now the west. Wilurara. Wilurara. No, no, Wilurara. West. Kalguluway. Wilurara. Wulurada. I've been riding down for home. Say it again. Wulurada. Wulurada. Oh. So we're there for the Jarawan. Well, we are now. How are you going now? We can get on English. How often would the Russian truck come? Every Monday and Friday. And would there be a lot? May, maybe, maybe they come giving people. They eat nab cooker, rabbit, shake our hat for rabbit and artifacts. So an exchange. All people gone. This lot was in Midyat. Hmm. I know the Midyat I've been going to school. School. And now the Anana. Boys dancing. Mr. Bryant is there. Mr. Bryant. Parker Bryant. And me there. Hmm. <laughs> and I have school there underneath. Another man, but a boy, finishing up on Christmas. They all get sick. Father was dancing, watching them. In one of the tank. School, they all finishing up. Everybody. 
kids. Ah, no, them. Maybe. Go around to school. to rest. People are dying and they buried in the bush. Especially in that place called Holy, I think. A lot of people died there because there's no place to rest. Where they're going to put a cemetery? People everywhere. So there's cemetery there, cemetery there, cemetery there. They were looking for a place. And they keep on doing that. They were moving to a place called Whitewell and other place called Middle Yard. They're still looking for a place to rest. And they went to Nandru. <laughs> From Nandru they stayed there for it. And then missionaries start making plans. There's a lot of people dying and, and they bury anywhere they want to. Why can't we start building the community so people can rest? And they moved to a place called Yalata. That's how old Yalata used to be there, near Fellas Bay. But they took that name mm. and they start building the community back okay. in Yalara. That's the last place they want to move from there. And that's the last place called Middle Yard. They were staying there. My mother used to go to school there. And then from that place, people are still dying from that place in, that, in the Middle Yard. Maybe we can build the community in Yalara. So they start building the Yalada community. And they took that name Yalada, put that name in Yalada, and then Yalada community become a place for everybody. And that's the place to rest. People are now, we got, we got, in our days, we got somebody here. Eh? In, in her days, they had no somebody. Somebody was everywhere. But now they build that place, and they find the resting place. And they put a cemetery in there, so people can visit. You know, these people, they, they don't understand, you know. They should come and see Yellow Dama. Yellow people are still sad. Mm. They lost a lot of people. People are still getting sick. Mm. Just because from that poison. Yeah. <coughs> and we had bad. Now in Yellowda, it's about 200 people. Long term, there are about five or four hundred people living that community, mm. but it's slowly going down. Numbers going down. Some of them <coughs> all in Adelaide. Sometimes um, some people in Adelaide they have dialysis. They got mm. sick from that poison. Mm. Even young people they are getting sick too. Because the poison still out there, mm. and we don't know. Mm. We can't see where the poison is. Mm. They reckon it's it's clean, mm. but we look at the trees and grounds. Some of them trees are drying out. And so oh, there's something in there. <coughs> poison. Mm. I went to visit Merlinga, mm. where the where the bomb went off. I seen all the dirt all covered like this, mm. like this. 
And I said, oh, something, they take up or something there. Mm. And when I went past, something just leaking, like a, like a water. Mm. Oh, maybe the poison is still there. So I can't cross, not going up there, because the poison is still there. Mm. I want people to wake up there, but people said, nah, you can't wake up. Yeah, people, people still living in the bush. They said, they the one told them, yeah, go and put a bomb in there. No. That's why last time they come out to put something in there. Now nah, we were at a meeting in Oakville, they wanna put mm. something there where the where the where the bomb was you no know, bomb went off. Mm. It said right place, they wanted to put something in there. And we said, nah nah, we had enough, take it away, put mm. it somewhere else. They wanna put radioactive. Yeah, place. that's one there. Mm. Wow. We were there in Oakville. Yeah, that international dump. Yeah, they, they come to Yellow the last time. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, a couple of years ago, maybe five or four, five, six years ago. Yeah. We, we had a big meeting and said, no. we said, we had enough. Mm, yeah. Our people have been died without knowing. Okay. Take it away, put it somewhere else. That's yours, you made that, that's your toy, you put it in your backyard. Mm-hmm. What can't you do it over there in your yard? In your country, in the city? Not up on the land here. We we want to take kids out on country and show them what the country's about. You know, there's a lot lot of sacred sites there. You know, and we want to look after the rock hall and what is important. Tell the story. There's big stories around this area. Rock hall, okay. I don't like it. Cup white mother. Franco Yangor. And you know this lady here, Sharon Pride, she always takes kids out on camping and tell stories, make big whirly, make big jamba. And she's a good lady, she learned from me. Mm. One day she'll take it over from Rita, I'm taking things over from Rita, Rita telling me I'm translating and then she's gonna take it on. Pass it down. Pass it on to the mm. next generation. The people are not going to live and give that story to them. They will be gone once in a while, mm. you know. Where and all the, all that good stories, what is said, is left and published and documented and all that onto books, into mm. stories by telling and showing things and singing. The song got the action and meaning to it, you know? Everything. We'll, we come to a two world, black and white, and learn the things on the land, learn the things out in the city. We practice on it every day of our life. You've just heard Mima Smart, Russell and Rita Bryant giving messages of hope for the future and a determination to care for their lands 
Despite the sadness remaining from the Maralinga atomic and other military testing. A book that was often at the centre of our chats, especially with Rita Bryant, is called Maralinga, the Ananu Story. And this book was a community collaboration with author Christabel Mattingly. I want to again thank Mima, Russell, Rita and Sharon for taking us out to camp and showing us the joy, laughs and beauty that remains in their mob and country. It definitely felt a long way from the nuclear dystopia of Blade Runner. And it was a counterpoint to our next few days that were spent on tour around the Maralinga test sites, visiting bomb plinths and hearing harrowing statistics. Today's radioactive show has showcased the exhibition Blade Runner was set in November 2019, which is being held at King's Gallery in Melbourne CBD from the 25th of October to the 16th of November. Artists in the show are Yule Scarf, Tessa Rex, Jesse Boylan, Andrea Steves, Jem Rommeld, Alex Morley and myself, Emma Crunch. Check it out if you can. The Radioactive Show is produced for 3CR Community Radio, which lies on the unceded lands of the Wurundjeri people. It's broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. Thank you to the ACE Collective of Friends of the Earth Melbourne for their support. You can podcast our show on 3cr.org.au. Find us on Facebook under Radioactive Show. Thanks for listening and coming on the journey today. I'm Crunch and here's to a nuclear-free future.